BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hello, ladies. Hello, gentlemen. This is the Victor Davis Hanson Show. I'm Jack Fowler, the host. The star and namesake, that's Victor Davis Hanson. He is the Martin and Ely Anderson Senior Fellow at the Hoover Institution and the Wayne and Marsha Buskey Distinguished Fellow in History at Hillsdale College, where he is right this very minute. He's made time in his terribly busy schedule to share some wisdom on a number of important topics that we are going to be talking about today. I think, Victor, we should start off with some recent news, maybe maybe the president's weird wandering off during a Medal of Honor ceremony at the White House, and then the and then the White House staff's bizarre defense of Joe Biden's wandering off as if it was an act of medical mercy to the to the population. Victor, let's get those your thoughts on those that topic and. We have about three other topics we're going to try and get to on today's episode, and we'll do that right after these important messages. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. We're back with the Victor Davis Hanson Show. My friend, you know, a Medal of Honor ceremony at the White House is a pretty rare thing, uh, in its way, a beautiful thing, especially when the recipient is there. And many, as many of them have been awarded posthumously. But it happened this week. A, a, um, uh, a medal was, was awarded. Joe Biden, whose wife, Jill, has COVID, came without a mask, standing behind the uh, aging uh, Vietnam veteran, putting on the, the medal, breathing, applause happens, and then he does his wander off. And then the White House says, well, he was doing it because he didn't want to possibly spread COVID to people. This is the wander off is a sign of you can you can address that, Victor. And the BS explanation that followed is also something we'd like to hear your views on. Victor. Yeah. Well, we've talked about this, I think, very early on in his presidency, you and I talked about, and I suggested that the senality, although it's 
confirms the idea that he's unfit for the presidency he has a very bizarre unintended consequence, I should say maybe intended consequence of shielding him from legitimate criticism of Joe Biden, the Joe Biden we've known the last 50 years, who is self-centered, corrupt, egotistical, a plagiarist, a liar, and a, not a very nice person. And um, so then when he does these things, we say, well, God, we've never seen a president just walk away like that from this these distinguished group of patriot people who gave us so much. But oh, poor Joe, I mean, I had an uncle like that. I had a cousin like that. We have to, that's how he, he operates. But he, it, it's hard. Maybe the listeners know if we could rank these outrageous acts because this comes on the tail on the fumes of remember the people who were flown in the caskets and he looked at his watch jack uh and then we had the earlier insolence when when he was addressing that the parents of the deceased in afghanistan he had to one up them in the empathy quota by mentioning i should say lying about uh, his son Bo that he had died in iraq so you add those three together and it it kind of confirms a picture that this person is not fit to be president, but he's not he's not a nice person. And it's kind of a window in his soul. The senility in his case takes off the veneer of self-protection or, you know, you're astute, you know, how social uh, governance of your behavior. You're you're aware of how you come off to people. He doesn't have any of that anymore. And so what you're seeing is not so much senality. It's Joe Biden of the last 50 years in the raw, the way he was, the plagiarist, the liar, as I said, the crook, the racist. It's just him. And there's nothing you can do about it. You know, he's rated. There's a poll out today. He's 39 percent. And if he was a normal politician, there would be ways to creep up a little bit with it. You know, he tried to drain this. He did drain the strategic petroleum reserve before the midterms that helped him and then he of course forgave the student loans illegally but other than those illegal acts or these policy disastrous policy decisions there's it's not going to change because he's not going to take prevagen or or you know adderall or something and suddenly become compost mentis it's just not going to happen right you saw the story victor about roger severino from the heritage foundation who came out and uh, just the other day and said when he was an editor at one of the Harvard legal publications that Joe Biden, then Senator Joe Biden, I think this was in 2000, had submitted a, uh, an essay to, uh, something to do with the uh, civil rights and the, and the I forget the women's I forget exactly which which law that it was that he was behind. But he, uh, while editing the article, found just wholesale chunks of plagiarism stolen, no quotes. The folks at the higher ups at the publication fixed it up. No, you know, this is just uh, old Joe, I guess, was the mindset. They published it anyway. But this happened quite a while after he had been caught plagiarizing again and again. So it's part of his the, the law. You mentioned the plagiarism. So plagiarism is part and parcel of who he is, the lying part and parcel of who he is. It's a very interesting story. I, I'm not sure if Roger Severino is married to Carrie Severino. I think he, I think he is. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. And uh, of course, in that article, he was referenced as uh, about his earlier plagiarism is, is not, not even apologetic. He just said, I was not male. 
I did had no ill will, so it's okay. So yeah. just think of that. I didn't pay my taxes. I had no ill will. I lied about this uh, person. I called this person a junk. I had no ill will. I plagiarized. I had no will. I took Neil Kinnock's speech and I plagiarized that. I had no ill will. That's how he operates. And you know what? He he was successful in carving out this image of old Joe Biden that grew up in Scranton, the working man's sensible Democrat who was at Delaware, salt of the earth, came in poor, up a middle class guy and good old Joe. And that was all a complete construct. It was never true. He was always a corrupt politician. He was a liar. He was a plagiarist. He was not very he had lied about his resume. I, I guess the question is, is there anything he would not lie about? Right. You know, I keep going back to that article you wrote, Jack, years ago, pointing out what he did to the family the truck driver who tried to avert a, a crash with his first wife and children it was a tragic situation, but he, he put the blame on the truck driver who we, we don't know actually the hundred percent of culpability, but we know that he was not culpable at all. And then he kept saying he drank his lunch. He drank his lunch. He dr it all has a, it all has a theme that's consistent. And that is pity for Joe Biden. Right. And right. Uh, he's, the, the yeah. reason I, I'm saying all this, there are, I wrote an article um, that's came out this week called What Game Is Hunter Biden Playing? And it, it's something we had talked about on these podcasts, you know, that he's kind of leveraging his parents and saying, you know, I, I did all the bag work. I did the dirty work. Everybody makes fun of Hunter, the crack guy that leaves his crack cocaine here, his crack pipe there, his laptop there, his gun there. But you know what? If I have to go down and I gave some examples of like, you know, screw you. I'm going to paint and sell them for $500,000, even if I am under scrutiny. Screw you. I'm going to contest a paternity suit with a former stripper, even if it embarrasses you and I shouldn't be drawing attention. Screw you. I'm going to get my lawyers to subpoena Joe Biden unless you let me off. And he's going to have to come in here as president. So I was when I was writing this, I started thinking, though, um, not that I, I'm a therapeutic person, but I wouldn't want to be Joe Biden's kid. You know that when you read those laptop, Hunter is really angry. Right. At least I'm not taking half asking for half your income the way pop does to me. And he, he's a manifestation of Joe Biden. He really is. Right. And uh, he's got a lot of Joe Biden's pathologies, only he's not as he came from a different era and he's he has less. Uh, I don't know if he has left control or not. I mean, Joe Biden, when you say, well, Hunter leaves things everywhere that are self-incriminatory. But Joe Biden can't. Joe Biden knows he should not be around any girl under the age of 15 and not hug any girl whatsoever of any age. And yet he can't stop himself. And I, I notice when you say when he wanders off stage, you know. I almost wonder sometimes if he's trying to get away because I've watched him in these public things and there's always some aide right next to him that steers him away from a young girl or except that turkey, turkey gobbling incidents where he turkey gobbled that poor girl's neck on, I think it was in yeah. the Finland tarmac, Helsinki. So I, I don't know. We're stuck with him and yeah. the Democratic Party has humiliated itself in coming up with all of these reasons why He's normal, and they all both are lies, but they also contradict their own treatment of Donald Trump. So Donald Trump was crazy, but Joe Biden was not. Donald Trump must take a, a, 
assessment test, Joe Biden does not. Yeah. Donald Trump made a, a phone call and tried to delay foreign aid, and Joe Biden made a phone call and was threatening to cancel, but they're not the same. And they're going to be doing this for the next year and a half until he leaves. Well, Victor, your thoughts, though, well, two things quick. One, for me, my own thought is that I think if Joe Biden was the son of a president, he would be acting the same way as Hunter Biden is acting. So the, 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 the old block. Huh? Yeah, absolutely. But then also about the lying uh, and the event again. And I should have I should have mentioned uh, that Larry Taylor was the um, Vietnam vet who was the recipient of the Medal of Honor for this you know, incredible act of courage, bringing in his helicopter to save a few men who were trapped. Um, God bless him. Um, but the explanation of the White House staff afterwards for why Joe Biden, Joe Biden nobly walked off uh, deserves, I think, your commentary. Well, what I mean, he, he he leaves this ceremony and the charitable. The charitable uh, explanation, I guess, Jack, is remember when he was with Prince Charles and he was in. I guess it was the funeral of the queen or was it the, why was he over there? I, don't, I forgot. Maybe it was a coronation of Prince Charles. Anyway, he, he turns around. He doesn't know where to go. Yeah. And they have to direct him. So the charitable explanation is that we don't know what it's like to be Joe Biden. Joe Biden lives in his own complete self-detached universe. And he, he just, he doesn't connect with anything because he's senile. I don't know if that's because he has a fib and he's got heart problems or I don't know. I think he has a pacemaker or I don't know if that's because he's had two very long brain operations. I don't know if it's just idiopathic, but well, well, the thought that this was intentional to to yes. protect the people there is just beyond mockable. But, yeah. And then the other thing is that. He doesn't care. He's always been right. and he does what he wants. He looks right. at watch. He, he lies about it. I mean, the other yeah. Joe Biden is, that. oh, I'm just going home. Oh, I have to go to an event. Maybe I'll lie today about a bull. And gets, and maybe I'll say that he died from burn pits in Iraq. Or I might say that he died in combat in Afghanistan. Or, you know what? I'll just make up a story that I was a truck driver. How's that? Or uh Anything. I'll just do it. I don't care because there's never been any consequences. And right. If anybody dares say anything, I'm going to do my Joe Biden scream and yell about MAGA and semi-fascist. And then for effect, I'm going to start whispering, Joe, Jack, I didn't do that. That kind of stuff. And he gets away with it. And there's never been any repercussions. And we'll so see. Yeah. We'll see. He's, what, the the, the, he's the comparisons people. to the Corleones and others, I think, is apt because of the whole you can't. I'm untouchable until they're finally caught in the end. But the arrogance is throughout everything. I think they do. catch him because yeah. they, I think he I think he's got thousands of emails that he sent in his arrogance. And I don't think he thought he was going to be president when he was at vice president. So those last two or three years, I think his attitude yeah. was Hillary's got it sewed up. Barack says I screw things up. He doesn't want me to run. I've already sensed that I'm cognitively disabled in 2016, 15, 14. I'm not, so I don't have much time to cash in. Hunter's right. I've got to sell my name 
and make millions of dollars and then live it up in retirement because there's no way in the world that they're ever going to elect somebody with my cognitive problems or I could ever get the nomination away from Hillary and Hillary's going to destroy Donald Trump or whoever it is. So right. this is the last chance. That was his attitude. And that's why yeah, he was so right. reckless. That was his so he was so reckless. He thought, you know, Barack is not going to go after me. Right. And Hillary, Hillary's going to get reelected. I mean, excuse me, she's going to it's going to be 12 years of left-wing governance. So there's nobody's going to go allow me to be prosecuted. So I got a blank check. So he was very reckless. With That's these- a great point. Yeah, I never thought of that. He, he was, in the moment, it was his opportunity. So, hey, Victor, we're going to talk a little about, get your thoughts anyway on, on the, the news that Hunter Biden is going to be charged. And we'll get to that, your thoughts, right after these important messages. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Back with the Victor Davis Hanson show. Before we get to a little more on Hunter, uh, Victor, I'd like to take a minute to welcome a new sponsor to the uh, Victor Davis Hanson show, and that's Factor. Do you have a busy fall schedule, listeners? Well, if Factor, you should know this, the Factor, which is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with chef-prepared, dietitian-approved, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. And for our listeners, Factor is giving you a 50% off discount when you use the promo code Victor 50, that's V-I-C-T-O-R, the number five, the number zero, at factormeals.com. That's code Victor 50 at factormeals.com slash Victor 50. Do that to get 50% off. And we thank Factor for sponsoring the Victor Davis Hanson Show. And I have to admit, I got a few meals and they were pretty, pretty good. They They were were really good. Jack, they sent them to my house in an ice thing and I... I ate one and it was very good. Yeah. My wife, uh, I was out of, my wife was out of town. So being slothful and lazy, (laughs) I I ate one. It was pretty good. And then she came back and then I'm out of town and she was home alone. And she, I talked to her yesterday and she said they were very good. Yes. I had had them with my Elevate uh, hydrogen water. Uh, Mrs. Fowler, same same uh, experience. Pop them in the microwave two minutes. It's delicious. So anyway, I guess hey, they're never gonna... frozen. That was what's unusual. They never they never freeze them. Yeah, that that gel packs thing it came in was was uh, was really really interesting. How they kept it so cold uh, traveling, however many thousands of miles along the way. But anyway, Factor Meals 
Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, Victor, um, the federal prosecutor who was going to give Hunter an out a few months ago, a few weeks ago. Uh, now the news is coming out that he is going to be prosecuted, most likely for the gun charge. Who knows what else, if anything else. Victor, it sounds, I don't know, not to, I hate to say too good to be true, because a little bit of me, I, I really don't care about Hunter Biden. I care about Hunter Biden involving his father and selling out the U.S. to our enemies, China and, and, and others. But I don't know. I, this is so what or what is really going on here? You know, is, is, is this going to be an easy out? What are your thoughts? There's two theories. And um, one theory is that Mr. Weiss was so embarrassed by the judge who rejected his sweetheart deal. And he's been so tainted by uh, his bias and his subservience, lackey status with Merrick Garland and tried to push through this exemption for Hunter that he's disgraced. And the only way he's ever going to get back a reputation is that he finally tells Merrick Garland, if you point me special counsel and you did, I'm going to conduct a fair investigation and indictment and, and and throw the book at him. And that's one view. The other view is he's so disgraced himself and he's he has nothing more to lose. And he may think that they'll keep him on for a while or some left wing Silicon Valley place will hire him like they, they hired FBI disgraced lawyer James Baker at eight million dollars a year before Elon Musk took over Twitter. So maybe he thinks there's a sinecure and if, if he keeps being subservient. But it's very strange that we have the fox in the hen house. And so I I do care about it for one reason, especially the tax charge. This wasn't I know so many people. I had a student once, uh, a Mexican-American, really fine person. And his mother tried to really build a business and was very successful. But. I think had not reported all of the income. You know, the IRS put her in prison for, I think, a, a year and took a lot of their assets. And we're talking about sums that were a fraction of this. And I know that people are listening, know people that that's happened to. So the very notion that Hunter Biden did not report millions of dollars of income and he was going to get either exemption to the statute of limitations or a slap on the risk. That, that outrages people the way the IRS treats people. And uh, so I I think that there's two ways of looking at it. Either the guy is just going to continue. He's going to stick the middle finger at us and said, I'm going to do it again. Or I have one last chance to, to go down in history with some credibility that I was fair to the American people in treating Hunter Biden the way that he should be treated. But you're right. The main question is Joe Biden. And the left is 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 very funny. You mentioned the word treason. And I, that recalls something. Do you remember when uh, the first impeachment of Donald Trump and everybody remembers 2019, we had suffered through 22 months and 40 million dollars of this circus with Robert Mueller. Right. And it ended in May, June. And then they took a deep breath and they said, oh, my God, we can't impeach him. We can't destroy Trump. Oh, wait a minute. This this Benman character is was on a classified call and he has no integrity. So he blabbed it and they're never going to enforce the fact that he broke classified. And he called up his buddy, Mr. Eric Saramella, who never heard the call, but is in a better position to be a whistleblower. And they cooked it up with Adam Schiff. And then Adam Schiff announced this is what I'm getting at. He announced that 
he had listened to the call and that Donald Trump was guilty of treason, treason. And I thought, what would that be? I guess he, he defined treason as Donald Trump threatened to delay, 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 not cancel uh, offensive, offensive, offensive weapons that he approved that Obama did not, given the fact that he was suspicious that the Bidens were still in cahoots with the Ukrainians. And so they impeached him. And he, he was supposedly, according to Adam Schiff, guilty of treason because he had altered U.S. foreign policy. For his own benefit. He didn't do that. A, he didn't do it because, of course, he didn't cancel anything. He didn't delay anything. He just they got their weapons. They, and the second thing was he had reason to worry about the U.S. national interest when we were being extorted by the Biden family and the Ukrainian. And then when you compare it to what Joe Biden should have been charged with, everything that Trump didn't do, Joe Biden did. He threatened to cancel, according to his own words, U.S. approval aid. And, Jack, we've lived with this lie for how many years that anytime you wrote about it or I mentioned it, I was on a, a Fox News once and I mentioned this and the other guests got very angry and said I was factually incorrect because remember the narrative was that Victor Shokin was this crook mm-hmm. and that Joe Biden was sent over there. Right. Read him the riot act and get him fired because the State Department, that was American policy. We're sick of the corruption of Shokin. Nobody ever called up Shokin. Nobody cared. And now we learn just a few weeks ago that it was a complete lie that there were State Department documents showing that Victor Shokin pretty much had won the approval of people in the State Department who were auditing his behavior, and he was trying to root out corruption of the sort that Hunter Biden and Joe Biden were culpable. Right. And so Joe Biden went over there, and he directly violated his own country's policy for his own personal benefit, which means if there's any definition of treason, it's Joe Biden. Or if I should say, if there's any definition of treason, it's Joe Biden. <laughs> oh, you're not rubbing the back of some, some teenage girl's neck when you say that. I don't so. think my wife would like it if I'm on Hillsdale and I, I'm whispering in the hair of a. I don't even want to think about it. So right, right. Well, that's uh, thank you, Victor, for your your thoughts on that. How about we um, we take on. Um, Let's go from the from the well, it's still a national story, but it's got local ramifications. And that is how big city mayors seem to be breaking over the uh, influx of illegal immigrants in, in America, into their cities, into their sanctuary cities. And we'll get your thoughts on on that, Victor, right after these important messages. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep. The application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs. Just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. 
back with the Victor Davis Hanson show. I'd like to quickly uh, recommend to our listeners to visit the Blade of Perseus. That's the official website of Victor. The web address is victorhanson.com. Go there early and often, like they vote in Chicago. Go there and sign up, register uh, for uh, the, the weekly uh, email that that is sent out. But then also consider subscribing uh, to the Blade of Perseus, because when you do, you can read the ultra articles that are exclusive. Victor writes two or three a week exclusively for the Blade of Perseus. If you're a fan of Victor's writings, then you're going to want to read everything he writes. And those are just terrific articles. It's a steady stream of them. Do that. It's five bucks to get you in the door. Fifty dollars for the full year. That's VictorHanson.com. So, Victor, Mayor Adams of New York City, who had attacked the and seemed uncaring about what the hell had been going on in small cities and actually big cities on the what used to be the border in Texas and Arizona is crying uncle. And he gave a very long harangue yesterday at a meeting with other commissioners, how the influx of illegal immigrants in New York city, which I, I believe the number cited is 160,000 is in his words, destroying New York city in his words, something that we will never be able to recover from. He said something to the effect of when they, when we have problems, I can usually, you know, see an outcome, see the end of them. This I can't. And the costs uh, burden uh, to, to New York alone is, is significant. There are stories in today's newspapers, the schools, public schools opened yesterday in New York city and just deluged with these kids out of nowhere that have to be accommodated, educated. They didn't know what the hell to do with them. So it's breaking the bank. But hell, it was New York's a sanctuary city. What did they didn't they want this to happen? Yes, he got he was on the sidewalk. Remember when he had a photo op when the buses pulled in, maybe it was 75, 100, he thought. So he was going to demagogue right. that issue and shake their hands. I think he gave them a, a bottle of water. And this is great. That we were, we believe in diversity. Yes, they all said that. Only problem he has is he doesn't. He's not the mayor of Martha's Vineyard, so he a doesn't have the influence, and he doesn't. He has a huge uh, broke metropolis, so he can't just say, "I love immigrants. We're going to have our little uh, open house for them. We're going to bring in our." our Cumbrian Finch leftover jackets for them, and we're going to give them some, you know, year-old caviar in the cupboard, and and then we're going to celebrate diversity and, and get a chartered bus and get them the hell out of here tomorrow morning. He can't do that, or he would. So now he has come to Jesus. He's on the road to the immigration road to Damascus, and he's gone full hog, and he's angry, and his constituents which he listens to the most are the black community and the black community is furious because they feel that all of these people, some of whom are black from Africa, but never are the Caribbean are coming into their cities and crowding the social services of which they depend on. So suddenly they've got religion too. So this is uh, the intersectionality of the left is starting to fray. And that is, right. you know, that it's like a little, I don't know, Christmas tree, one branch is black, one black branch is gay, one branch is transgendered, one black branch is green, one branch is uh, illegal immigration, and they all make a beautiful tree. Well, he's saying no. 
Mm. No, 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 no. It's going to cost me $10 billion that I don't have. I don't. And he likes to have a lot of money to spread around to his friends. And he doesn't have any. Yeah. And it's a mess. And then we're starting to Gavin Newsom said in a conjunction with that story that he's going to go down to the border with Mexico and he's going to ask people to check for fentanyl because he has he came up with a brilliant idea after he was uh, lieutenant governor for eight years and mayor for eight years and governor for over four years. He's discovered something that the people in San Francisco who are defecating on the streets and are driving down the numbers of liberal politicians, there's something connected with fentanyl. They're smoking fentanyl, and fentanyl comes from Mexico. And the people who are crossing the border bring it with them for the cartel. So he's going to Please, please, can we ask you pretty please, do you might, could possibly have a fentanyl packet on you? Just show us maybe. And if you do, could we please have it? And we'll and you can come up and, and we'll pay for your trip and everything. But right. please don't give fentanyl to the people who are defecating on our street. That's the attitude they all have. Yeah. And the fact is, as we've talked about it before, I wrote Mexifornia for this purpose 20 Two years ago, and I said, we have the wrong idea about the quote-unquote illegal alien and the quote-unquote enabler of the illegal. These are not nice people. No. The enabler of the illegal immigrant writes books where they brag about the new, and they have titles such as the new democratic majority or demography is destiny, where they say explicitly that we are remaking the demographic of the American Southwest. And just as California went blue and Arizona is purple and Nevada is blue and New Mexico went blue, so shall Texas and Georgia and Colorado. Okay. And then if Tucker Carlson, as I said before, mimics what they say, then he is a racist that believes in the great replacement theory. Right. Great replacement theory is their theory. They're the ones that thought it up. They're the ones that bragged about it. And now they don't quite like it because they're bringing in seven or eight million people without audit. So what's your traditional Karen going to do in the big city? She's going to say as she as you walk down in the open air in Central Park and she drives by in a taxi, she's going to roll down the window and say, where's your mask? Put that mask on. You're putting us all in danger. And then Jose and and Miguel are going to come in on a bus and nobody's ever checked them for anything. They're not vaccinated. They're not going to wear a mask. If she, Karen, is she going to go over one of those hotels and say, put on those masks? They're going to say, put the, you know, kick your ass. (laughs) Just say that. And then she's going to go, oh, no, please don't say that to me. Uh The whole thing is completely corrupt. And ultimately, where is the... Where is the real culpability? What is going on? The real culpability is the illegal immigrant collectively sends back $60, $60 billion to Mexico and $30 billion to Central America. And those are the largest sources of foreign exchange. And that allows a corrupt Mexican government to export human capital and then have them work for minimum wages and the U.S. government and the state government subsidize their wages so that they can free up two or three hundred dollars a week to send back to their families of indigenous people for the most part. And then the racist uh, conquistador government in Mexico City can say, 
They're just Indians. I'm not going to give them any money, but they're bringing us a lot of money so we don't have to spend anything. And it's $60 billion. So what we know the Americans better than anybody. All you got to do is call them racist, just like the Chinese do. They call them racist and they get anything they want. So we're going to yeah. call them racist, racist, racist. Don't you dare vote Republican. Don't you dare vote for Donald Trump, anybody in America. We're going to interfere, interfere with your politics. And meanwhile, for us, it's plus, plus, plus. The cartels get off my back because they have a blank check to kill 100,000 Americans. And we don't really care. We'd like to replace them according to the Great Replacement Dash Demography is Destiny Dash, the new Democratic majority. And so East Palestine, Joe Biden won't even get near there. But they don't mind the idea that fentanyl is wiping out 100,000 people. And I, I, I must say, this sounds very provocative, but many of them are the people that they don't care about. Right. You know that from Joe Biden when he called them chumps and drags and he'll recall them irredeemables and, you know, accepting right? you know, flingers and deplorables. So and even John McCain called them the crazies and the hobbits and all that stuff. Right. So that's part of the subtext. And then we have employers who like the cheap labor. Everybody wins, but the American taxpayer and the lower middle class that has to deal with the consequences. Now, Eric Adams, who was a promulgator and accelerant of this disastrous policy, is suddenly saying this was not supposed to happen to me. I cannot believe this is happening to me. We have a liberal government. We have Joe sure. Biden. We have a black woman as vice president. She is the border czar. She right. is one. I am a tribalist. And so she should be worrying out for a member of the same tribe. Instead, she's not listening and it's hurting me and it's hurting my constituents. And how can this be? Leftists are not supposed to be like this. Can you imagine how bad it is in certain neighborhoods that Adams or the, the mayor in Chicago or others who have now kind of mounted a collective war against this? How how? how really stressed out their neighborhoods are by um, the schools. Now schools are open, but the schools are being used as, you know, encampments for these and people. Even, and then, they won't yeah. even they won't even identify the perpetrator's status here in Fresno County. When I'm not there today, but you just pick up the Fresno Bee or one of the, the local TV stations website. And it's almost every single day. So and so was hit ran a stop sign, killed so-and-so, usually the because we are a majority Hispanic district, usually right. the victims are American citizens that are of Mexican-American background. They're killed, and the assailant uh, takes off and runs away. The reason I wrote Mexifornia is after five, Jack, five of these, five cars went airborne in my orchard and vineyard. And I heard these terrible noises. I walked out and five rows in. Think of that. That meant they had to go through the vineyard, the vine, the, right. the stumps. They went through 12 gauge wire, five wires go through the first row, through the middle 12 feet. And then the next row, it was like a rubber band. They went through and they slowed. The car usually was tipped over and wrecked and i would go out there run out there and guess what there was beer cans all through the car or drugs and the person was gone and then i would call up the police and two hours later they would they would come and say 
well, this guy is illegal because he he abandoned the scene of the accident. So he didn't want to go to jail or be deported. And I said, well, he did. Let me think. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten, ten. ten. Let me say three years to come into full production, three years of lost production. Then there's right. this cost me fifteen thousand dollars. Where do I go? Uh, well, go to your insurance. I said, no, the insurance will not pay for it. I've done that. So then I said, could I please take this wrecked car and I'm going to tow it with my tractor and lock it uh, around a tree with a chain. And then I'm going to hire a car wrecker to come and give me $200. If you do that, we are going to arrest you, Mr. Hans. We will arrest you. That's theft. I said, well, what are you going to do with it? Yeah. We're going to put it in our car depot. And I said, okay, then what happens to the guy when he comes back and sneaks in? He said, well, we're going to have to get, he's going to be able to bail it out. I said, are you going to arrest him for being here illegally? No, no, no. We're a sanctuary city. Right. But that's how, what, this is what Eric Adams didn't care about. Right. Didn't care, and now he cares about it because it affects him and his reelections chance. It's affecting everybody. And it's not, yeah. they're not, it's not nice to say, Oh, I'm going to go to the United States because I'm poor and my government is racist and doesn't like me. So I'm heading north. Now, I don't know what I'm going to do other than get free stuff. And I don't care about somebody from India or South Korea who's waiting in line legally. I'm more important than they are. So I'm going across the border and I don't care about the Americans that I affect. I care about me. And I don't see it as so wonderful. I really don't. Right. Hey, Victor, we're doing, as you know, uh, because of your schedule, we have some compacted uh, show we're doing here today and another podcast we're going to record. So we're, we're going to just do one quick final topic, and that will be about well, Elon Musk and his satellite system, Starlink, and its involvement in the Ukraine war. And we'll get your thoughts, Victor, right after this final important message. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. with the Victor Davis Hanson show. As I said, truncated, I'm going to truncate this. Jack Fowler, that's me, writes Civil Thoughts, a free weekly, free weekly email newsletter. Sign up for it at civilthoughts.com. You're going to like it. Victor, Elon Musk's uh, Starlink system was shut down to stop a Ukraine uh, drone attack off of Crimea that, according to the New York Post today, article said it would have created a mini Pearl Harbor of the Russian fleet. In fact, I find it um, interesting that in warfare, a private company uh, that owns a satellite system can be um, an offstage participant in the war. Uh, it's gosh, it's it's weird. I don't know. Maybe the, yeah, it is. Weird. Maybe it's a good thing that he did it. Maybe it's not. But what are your thoughts on this? Well, it's something that we when you have an underfunded military and we do and then you have an overextended military and we do and our strategic ambitions are, are whether it's aiding an ally or going in Afghanistan are greater 
than our wherewithal, then you have contractors. And so basically in Afghanistan after 2014, there were American troops, but we outsourced a lot of the fighting to contractors. A couple of times I was embedded in Iraq. I mean, there were black, well, uh, Blackwater people there everywhere, and most of them were former military. And so if the United States was really going to aid Ukraine, they would have had a massive government project to give them uh, Internet access. But, of course, either we didn't have the money to do that or we didn't have the equipment. So we were relying on Elon Musk, and Elon Musk then was giving – the Ukrainians and only the Ukrainians and not the Russians, this type of Internet connection that is not just communications, but it's tied to GPS and Internet guided weaponry. And he was doing it for free at a time when the left especially was at the forefront of support for the Ukraine war. And he was doing more than any leftist in Congress. He was doing more than any writer for The Washington Post. He was doing more than anybody in the Biden administration. And he was just getting rebuke after rebuke because he was no longer Mr. Left-Wing Twitter. And Tesla suddenly went from everybody's dream car to an anathema because you, because of Elon Musk. And yet he was doing all this for the liberal cause. And I think finally the Ukrainians took him for granted and they were starting to talk about a preemptive war. And, and I'll just finish very quickly, Jack. If you believe that Ukraine is going to get back Crimea and the Donbass, then the logic of war says that it should run preemptive attacks. Of course, they should go in and attack depots, the Russian Black Sea Fleet. If you believe this is a limited war and that Russia is a nuclear power with seven up to 7,000 nuclear weapons, and the more you provoke it and the more you provoke it and try to sink their sophisticated multi-billion dollar fleet with the help of Elon Musk, then it's very dangerous. He, when he evokes Pearl Harbor, what he's saying is at some magical point, all of our experts in Washington and at right about wargaming for all our supposedly sophisticated blogs are wrong. And I'm getting so sick of it. And they said, oh, don't lose your head just because of Vladimir Putin's latest nuclear threat. Oh, he has a 200 megaton bomb. Oh, oh, oh. He'll never do it. He'll never do it. He'll never do it. We can do it. We're going to Moscow. Da, da, da. We'll hit the drones and we'll take out the depot. No, no, no. There's a point. We don't know where it is. He doesn't know where it is. But you sink that Black Sea fleet and he will unleash hell. And you're saying, well, he already does it. I said, OK, if you want a full spade war, you do your best and let him do his worst. But then it's going to be a nightmare. And so Elon Musk is basically saying, I'm not going to be in the middle of this. I'm not a contractor. I'm a humanitarian, a philanthropist. I'm not going to be a war mercenary who's giving one side in a war the ability to destroy the entire fleet of Russia. And don't think he won't take it out on me. And so right. uh, it's it's a mixture of he's frustrated, Musk is. And as he's doing this, Jack, the government's going after him. And they're saying, you know what, Elon you were a big liberal guy and uh, we liked you and you gave us some good deals. We gave you some good deals, but we don't like what you're doing with Twitter. So you know what? You're not hiring illegal aliens for some of your businesses and you're discriminating against illegal aliens. And we don't want you to do that to illegal aliens. And therefore, we're going to go after you. We have ways of, and they're, they're going after him. So he's now thinking, OK, go after me, but I'm not going to give hundreds of millions of dollars uh, to start World War III. 
Right. Well, nobody they consider him a traitor, and they and they treat him with the venom that comes with uh, with that. Well, Victor, as we do at the end of the show, I have to read a comment, and we thank our listeners for listening. And people can leave comments; those who uh, get the show through iTunes or Apple, and some people leave comments also uh, who subscribe to your website. There's a treasure trove of comments there too. But on this one, I'm going to read. I'm going to read a two star comment, Victor. You know, people can get five stars, and someone someone here gave two stars. It's, can't always read laudatory, not all the time. And not and not the ones that attack us that attack me, rightly so. But this is from someone named Safe Again, and it's titled Beating Dead Horses. And here's the comment. This is a hackney, cliche, trite, stale, commonplace, and kitsch statement. You need to pause when you can't think of the next fill of words. Your exceptional information, that's important, exceptional information, is spoiled when using habitual prompts Safe again, then goes to give a bit of a history of behind beating dead horses and then concludes as an equestrian researcher, author who writes to enlighten folks about horses. We don't beat horses, not even figuratively. What is the letter about? The letters about you use the phrase, I hate to beat a horse to that. So, Victor, I wanted to say, I don't want to beat beat this horse to death but would you please never say beat this horse to death (laughs) yeah yes so it's interesting victor what what triggers people who love comment that your wisdom but get torqued by by something like this but i don't uh, understand what he meant that's a british term i'm almost positive and it comes from the horses that were used in the streets of london right and i believe so yes they would see these taxi cab drivers that the horse had been starved or was a, a nag and it was yeah. back and they kept beating it. And people say, don't beat him. He's dead already. Yeah. Well, so what's wrong with that? I mean, well, this might I think this might qualify for a little elaboration under angry reader at some point or angry listener. They may be. And I didn't say flogging a dead horse. That's a, probably the. That's probably the more precise British term, but yeah, I'm afraid, to... dear reader, uh, without with all due respect, uh, no one. I grew up with horses. My yeah. grandfather's living. He was a disabled World War One veteran. How he supported his family, my father and her sister, his sister was what it was breaking horses. So when I was a little boy, we would go down there and watch him break horses. and He made us ride and there was nobody kinder to horses. And when he died and we inherited his horses, I grew up with him in that form that I, and nobody was kinder to horses than I was. Nobody loves horses more than I do. So you're not the only one that has expertise with horses. And I was five years old. He put me on horses bareback. I wasn't very good riding, but I had to ride bareback. And then when I learned, I learned how to saddle horses. I've been bitten by horses. I've been kicked by horses. So I don't need a lecture about kindness to horses. And this is a metaphor, a metaphor. It's not reality. It's a metaphor. And it does not encourage people to beat horses. The metaphor is intended for precisely the opposite reason. Do not flog a dead horse, meaning the horse, the poor horse is not at fault. He's already suffering. And all you're doing is adding what humiliation to misery. Don't do it. Yeah, that's the purpose of the metaphor. It's not, oh, go, go flog a horse. Have a nice day. Go beat up a horse. That's not the purpose. 
Thank you, Professor Hansen, for educating Safe Again, uh, who deserved it. I appreciate it, Victor, and uh, appreciate all the wisdom you shared today. And please, folks, visit victorhansen.com, The Blade of Perseus. And we will be back soon with another episode of The Victor Davis Hansen Show. Thank you, Thank and you bye-bye. Thank you, everybody, for listening. 